This is Food Talk for Health. Here is your host, Tonia King. Joining me today is Dr. Red Cross, and today we're talking about blood sugar. Yeah, we are. Look, it's so, so important. In fact, Tony, it's so important that there's 96 million people out there that don't know that their blood sugar is elevated. So yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's pre-diabetes that is the big thing, right? People that don't know that they have any kind of sugar problem. Yeah, and that's the big problem that we're really trying to talk about. You'll see a lot on TV with us talking about that because this is where we want to get diabetes before it actually becomes diabetes, right? That pre-category is the key. What puts you in that pre-category? Well, you know, there's a, an epidemic here in the United States, and it's an obesity epidemic. So that's really increasing our risk for type 2 diabetes, which I want to let everyone understand that it's not your fault And it's not your fate if your blood sugar is a little elevated and we work on that. So there is a little bit of a hereditary predisposition, but there's things that we do in our lives that increase our risk for diabetes or prediabetes that luckily we can do something about. So if you grew up eating lots of cotton candy, (laughs) all the sugar and Halloween, I mean, does it eventually, you know, accumulate and hit you when you get into your early 20s or something? Or how does it work? You know what? That's a great question. You know what? You cannot make yourself a diabetic, everyone. Look, by God's great design, the body is, is equipped to deal with sugar if the situation is right. So no, the cotton candy from the 80s that were big back then are not gonna come (laughs) back and bite you, I promise. But you just need to be mindful now of some things that we should do and some signs and symptoms we should look for to make sure that we head it off at the path. So is exercise something that is really a part of trying to uh, add preventative maintenance care to ourselves? Yeah, look, everyone. So exercise is huge when you're talking about sugar. Look, Tony, you know how we talk about food and the best diet everyone mentions is the Mediterranean diet. So not only is it the food choices, but what do they do after they eat? They go for a walk. They go and take a stroll. Why is that so important? Well, when you're getting after you eat, your your blood sugar spikes at about 60 to 90 minutes. So when you get out and you take that walk, two things happen. Not only does it decrease the blood sugar, but it increases the it decreases the resistance of insulin in our bodies. In other words, it kind of wakes our body up to make sure that sugar goes where it should go into our cells and not to stay in our bloodstream. So yes, exercise is incredibly important, especially when we're trying to manage our blood sugars. And of course, diet as well. As we say, food is medicine. Yeah. Um, besides trying to stay away from, you know, actual sugar. What are the other things that we should think about taking out of our diet or maybe adding in? Well, adding in, and I'm so glad you mentioned that when you mentioned specifically the diet. Look, there are some things, some herbs and spices that we should know about that don't treat diabetes directly, everyone, but can support your blood sugar. For instance, there's two in particular. There's cinnamon, also called sweet wood. We all are familiar with cinnamon. We know that cinnamon is actually from a bark. But there's another bark you may not know about that's called berberine. It's the bark of the golden seal and a couple of other plants. But the reason why I mentioned berberine in particular is that not only has it been shown to help support your blood sugar, but it also helps with the cholesterol and the ugly cholesterol that we do not want, which is LDL. But look, as we talk about getting these things in our diet, it's a little tough to get enough of them. So I always talk about the importance of supplementation. One of the companies that's my go-to is Healthy Directions because I know that they've done the heavy lifting. So 
when you're looking, everyone, to think about whether it's cinnamon or berberine, or I can also mention the banana leaf or chromium, make sure you know where these sources are coming from before you put them into your diet and into your food supply. That's really true, because I'm always afraid that there's so much filler in yeah. supplements from companies that maybe aren't as reputable. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I say you, you have to do the, the heavy lifting. Um, and especially with blood sugar products, someone told me about a blood sugar product. I was on a I was on a way to a trip, Tonya, and then the woman that I drive with, she says, you know, I'm taking something to help lower my blood sugar. And so I looked at the label. Now, it was interesting. The label, it did show that it had berberine, but it wasn't the same berberine that, for instance, Healthy Directions had, meaning that it wasn't the right amount of berberine to really get the big benefits. So you are right, reading the labels and knowing your source. And hopefully now people will reach out to me so we can talk um, off, off, off radio, off camera, what have you, so that I can help them support their blood sugar along the way. Tell me a little bit more about berberine. I'm not sure how you're spelling that. Yeah, berberine. So B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E, berberine. And the reason why that one is so fascinating is that it's been around for thousands of years, literally. Um, I also like the fact that it helps not only with the sugar, but also the cholesterol, as I mentioned, because, Tonya, that tends to be a problem that goes with blood sugar, right? An elevated cholesterol along with it. So to be able to add something like that, in addition to Western medicine when it's necessary, is fine. But once again, everyone, we're talking about the 96 million of you who may be listening who do not have diabetes yet, but we're trying to stave it off by supporting your blood sugar before we get there. So is that available as a powder, as a supplement, as a liquid? Tell me more about that. I'm fascinated by, by what berberine is. Yeah. So look, berberine, everyone, is there as a supplement. As I mentioned, berberine is interesting in that it's in the bark of the golden seal, another plant called the Oregon grape, another one called barberry. So you ah. see that you can get it from the bark, but you can't eat enough bark to get the right. benefits, obviously, of berberine. <laughs> and so I like some of these new things that come with me being a Western trained physician that I can marry with the herb world, with the world where I'm like, gosh, you know, I didn't get this in medical school. And so it's good to be able to look at the science and see how berberine works, see how cinnamon kind of does its thing. You know, and, and the same also, you know, I mentioned the banana leaf. I learned the banana leaf. There were friends of mine who were from the Philippines. They know about the banana leaf or in Asia and so forth. So the good thing is we have some things we've talked about, such as the exercise. We're talking about diet. And now we're talking about also boosting with supplementation um, with companies, like I mentioned, with Healthy Directions. There's some other companies that you guys can look into. The point is, read the data, read the research and know your source. You know, it's interesting what you said a little while ago about, oh, I didn't learn that in medical school. Yeah. That seems to be a key factor. What I've found in talking with a lot of other people that I don't know how much nutrition played in your medical education. Did it really yeah. play much or is it just coming to the forefront now? You, you know, that that's even a, a better question. You know, it, it's funny. I'm going to date myself, everyone, because <laughs> when I was in medical school many moons ago, a couple of decades ago, literally, we had one week of nutrition. Wow. One week. Now, granted, I will say the schools are better now, right? We're learning. Hence, I'm on your show today, Tonya, to talk about things like berberine, banana leaf, chromium, all these things that we never would have talked about when I was in training. Right. So we're getting there. It's taking a minute. It's taking a little bit of time. 
but we're getting there slowly. So you're right. My training was not so robust in nutrition. It's, it's a bigger, greater interest now, especially for a lot of you and my patients who want this and want me to do the research. Some of the things that would help us maybe identify if we're in that pre-diabetes category or maybe even in the full diabetes category would be what? For example, um, well, changes in your vision? Well, or... that's a big one. So look, so there are, there are probably three or four things that I want to leave you all with to just say, you know, maybe Doc has a point. So look, we're in the holiday season, three sugary holidays right amongst us, right? We have thank, we have Halloween, we're going to have that, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas. So make sure that you're thinking of these four things. Number one, you mentioned already blurred vision. That's a big one, Tonya, just because, you know, the blurred vision with someone with an elevated blood sugar kind of comes and goes, everyone. So when you're thinking about that, not just blurred vision, like, hey, I need to change my prescription, but you'll know it's almost related to food. It's related to when you have too much blood sugar and then all of a sudden you're like, gosh, you know, my vision. So please don't blow it off. The other one is fatigue. Fatigue is a big one because sugar is an energy molecule. And so when your sugar is really, really elevated and your body can no longer use it, what starts to happen is your body draws from other areas to get that energy, which makes you fatigued. So don't just blow that off as saying like, hey, it's the holidays, I'm working a lot and I'm tired. So make sure you can reach out to your doctor there. The other two are increased urination and thirst. And I mentioned them kind of together because when you have the increased urination, that's from your blood sugar levels being too, too high. And then therefore that sugar is going to your bladder and you're urinating it all out. My guys will typically blow that off, Tony, and say, oh gosh, doc, I think I was just having a problem with my prostate. I say, no, no, no. Think about other reasons besides uh, just that as well. And the thirst is also a big one. Look, thirst is, is a fascinating thing when you do your research on thirst. It's up in the hypothalamus, which is in our brain, everyone, where the thirst center lies. The reason why it's so key is it's the biggest indicator to tell you something is off with your balance, with your sugar in particular in this case. So do not blow these off because it's the holidays. And because it's the holidays and we're having increased sugar, I hope everyone has a little bit of a heightened sense of awareness of some of these symptoms. It's interesting that you mentioned thirst because that makes me think of being dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what sugar does, right? So if you think about it, everyone, you have your blood circulating. Now imagine a whole bunch of molecules of sugar there. What is the sugar doing? It's pushing out water. It's pushing out that water. And where's that water going? To your bladder. And where's that going? It's going into the toilet because you are urinating all day because the sugar's too high. So it's this cycle that just happens over and over. And I figured that this was the best time for us all to come together um, to talk about it during the holidays because that's when we're going to be loaded with sugar, at least potentially um, throughout this season for the next three months or so. If somebody wants to get a blood test to determine their sugar level? Are, is there a certain range that you would suggest yeah. to be in to know that you're in the safe part of things? Yeah. So look, guys, so there's two ways to think about this. So if you go to your doctor and you get what we call a fasting glucose, a fasting blood sugar, if that is over 126 or equal to or over 126, that is a diagnosis of diabetes. Now, let's say you just run into the doctor, you've already eaten, and now you get your blood test. You're like, well, doc, I'm not fasting. But if you go in and have any of these symptoms that I mentioned, fatigue, increased urination, thirst or blurred vision, if it's over 200, 
that's a positive test. So my point is, is that think about that 126 if you're fasting or equal to that for that level being over that when you talk to your doctor. And it also speaks to the importance, again, Tonya, of my passion, that patient-doctor bond. You have to have a bond with your doctor to think about these four symptoms, which can feel nonspecific unless you have that connection to be able to leave your doc a quick message. I think that's so true. Now, what about the fact that I want to have a nice piece of dark chocolate in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, that's very good for you. It is. Antioxidants, right? It is. It is. The antioxidants. And you also get something else, everyone, that we call phenols. So if you're going to enjoy your chocolate, I know this is um, Halloween time or October time. Maybe a dark chocolate would be the way to go. Not maybe. It definitely would be. So look, once again, that was why it was key when I said, look, it's not your fault. And it's not your fate if your blood sugar is a little elevated. You can still live, okay? It doesn't mean you can't have that little bit of uh, dark chocolate. It's just about balance. And that's what we're talking about when we're trying to look at these symptoms and signs. We want balance. And when our bodies aren't balanced and those symptoms are maybe seeming like something, come into your doc and let's see what your sugar looks like. Does this make you a proponent of, say, the keto diet where they want to take all the carbs out because carbs obviously turn into sugar? Yeah. You know, and one of the things I've learned. So I talk about kind of the Red Cross diet, right? My diet is (laughs) 60, 40, 20, everyone. That's the way I live my life. And I talk to patients. And now all of you are my patients and family now, too. So that's 60 grams of, of carbs, 40 grams of protein and 20 grams of fat. What does that matter? For me, that's balance. Therefore, when you think about that, when you think about 60 grams of carbs, that's something that's reasonable for every day and so forth. So I don't necessarily go keto directly. I don't want to put labels on things because everybody can sometimes it could be a lot of pressure for people. Mm -hmm. I just think about my 60, 40, 20. Um, Like I said, I tease and call it the Red Cross method because it's all about balance. And those fats, for instance, are healthy fat, avocado, nuts. Those carbs, for instance, once again, healthy carbs, we're talking beans, we're talking rice, not white rice necessarily, but my point is all that's about balance. And I would love to talk to all of you about that. Reach out, say hello, ask questions, because when you're thinking about food being medicine, just like you said so well, food actually is medicine. And when you think about it that way, you can manipulate food to make sure you can enjoy it so you can have that chocolate and also live longer and live healthy as well. We're talking with Dr. Ken Redcross. Do you have a website where we can find out more information about you and what your research has found? Oh, sure, sure. So reach out, feel free. It's drkenredcross.com. All of my social media handles are at Dr. Ken Redcross, and I really and truly mean it. Feel free to reach out, ask questions, say hello, and let's talk. I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with me today, Dr. Redcross. Oh, no. Thank you for having me on the show. And once again, everyone, it's so great to to have this time with you and bond together and and make sure you recognize you deserve the best with your patient-doctor relationship. Sounds like a plan. Thanks again. Uh, Thank you for having me on. Take care. Have a blessed day, everybody. You've been listening to Food Talk for Health with Tonya King. Thanks for joining us. Eat well to be well.